Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today, my guest is Sophia Nolly Allison. She's the writer and director behind the film, the Oscar-nominated documentary short film, A Love Song for Latasha. The film is a reimagined narrative of Latasha Harlan's through intimate memories shared by her cousin and best friend. This is easily one of the most powerful films I've seen in years, and it's currently streaming on Netflix. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. This woman will be winning an Oscar this year. This film is amazing, and it's highly deserving of it, and it's definitely worth your time. Take the 19 minutes that it will uh, take to watch the film, because you'll be left with... um, a sense of healing and it's uh it's not what i was expecting and i think it's a really important film so check it out and uh thanks to fort worth for letting me use the song at the end of the show and thanks to bookman's for sponsoring it enjoy hi how are you doing i'm good i'm good thank you so much for taking the time to do this today i really appreciate it oh of course thank you I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and apologize if I just gush over your film for the next 15 <laughs> minutes, because this is... That's really kind of you. There, there's a moment in this film that is by far one of the best things I've seen in years. Um, and oh, my gosh. No, no, no. I just want to jump right into it specifically. Um, but there's something you do here where there's animation in the film, and I completely forgot, as somebody who watches films critically that, you know, take is always one step removed from things when I'm watching them. I forgot that I was watching animation for probably Mm. a minute and 30 seconds because it's so mirrored what the story that was being told and was so supportive of it. And I, I've been reading that people view this film as experimental, but I feel like it is absolutely the best way to have told this particular story. It feels dead on to me. So, so congratulations. Wow. Thank you so much. Those, those words really mean more than, you know, that was the hardest part of the film to figure out. And I'm just so grateful for our animator, um, Ade Bukola Badunrin, who understood that we needed animation that complemented Thai because she's such a storyteller. And that really, you know, brought the, those feelings out that, that Ty was experiencing. So that we're right there with her and, and, you know, using the animation to help us rebuild and put these pieces together. So thank you so much. Well, it, it's, it's the whole film is like that though. Um, the way that you choose to have close-ups on somebody's mouth, or you'll have these cutaway shots that it's never the exact thing. It's not a talking head. It feels like you're dealing with the idea of memory and the way that we tell stories and you're kind of, you have this fractured narrative that has like VHS cutting to it. And it's both the way that we as a society view this story and then this personal memory and these two things you're doing at the same time, which I think is really effective. I'm not sure if that was something you were going for with it or not. No, I, I want to say, can I just have you explain to everyone <laughs> always, like that was so perfect what you stated. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's really about what does it mean to move through memories? You know, how our memories affected by trauma, how our memories impacted by time, how our memories nonlinear, you know, really wanting to deconstruct our own linear and colonized or Western understanding of time. Um, and what does it mean to be invited into this sacred and intimate space when, when we are thinking about 
our memories and our dreams, sometimes the details are not always exact to that moment. So wanting to play with sometimes these images, these images feel a bit removed from what reality is and places you in this uh, surreal environment, this magical realist environment, but always wanting to make sure that the film was wrapped in healing, that that anyone that watched it felt they were healing while relearning the story, wanting to make sure Ty and Shanice were healing throughout the process as well. And that's something that I think you, you nail. It's spot on with that, where there's emotional honesty in all these scenes, even if it might not... The idea of the storytelling, it might be not exactly linear and you're kind of jumping around. You know that there's emotional honesty in the storytelling, which we all do when we tell a story and relive it and we deal with trauma and we kind of wrap it up in a certain way. And I think as a society, we've done that for her story specifically, where we own it in a very specific way. And by doing that, we don't own it at all. We've actually removed it. We've put a bow on this and said, okay, we've dealt with this part of our past. Now we can move on. And mm-hmm. we haven't. This movie is more salient today than it probably was 30 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. It's been really interesting to see how this film has kind of gotten a new life each year. Um, and so, you know, in 2020, when the film came out on Netflix, it was after, you know, our summer uprising, uh, when this film, the week that the film premiered, it was during, uh, when Breonna Taylor's verdict was announced. So just reminding people that this is a very cyclical pattern of anti-Blackness. This is not something new and wanting to, to realize that Black women and Black girls, you know, these stories cannot be erased. We have to really put them at the forefront of this movement for, for Black liberation. And these are, it's, it, that, that's such an important part of it, but these are all of our stories. This yeah. is, this is my story as well, because this is something that I, I was 15 when this happened. And, you know, I, I remember there was two people that died that were the same age as me. It was her and Matthew Shepard. Cause I'm 44 mm-hmm. this year. And it was, yeah. you know, I'll be 45. They were both fifth, like, you know, at that same he was a few years older, you know, cause, uh, but it was, he, we were both born in 1976. So we all were the same age and it just yeah. the dehumanizing of the other in our society. It's just mm. something that we have to own as a collective instead of, instead of just putting it as a black thing, a queer yeah, thing, yeah. A, it's, it's our thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is something that everyone needs to work on. Um, I think the reason I wanted this film to be healing is because I, for so long, black women and black girls have had to be the ones to fight for one another, to hold space for one another and wanted them to be able to just breathe in this moment to, to heal as they're remembering. Um, And it really is a collective job. Like no one can do this alone. You know, we didn't start, we didn't create this problem. (laughs) So it's not ours to fix. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I know there's a um, it's, I remember so clearly this time period, it was when I, it wasn't given this name at that time, but it was the first time I became aware that I had lived a very different life in this country than people that I knew as friends, that these were people that were, they were close to me, but there was a separation in their experience that I would never understand. And I needed to listen instead of trying to project my experience onto somebody else that I needed to be open to it. And I think hopefully we're getting closer, but I fear that as we get closer, there's a much stronger push back in the other direction. And I'm hoping that's a good sign because as we're, the progression is getting closer, there's people that are fighting it harder and that's probably good. I hope. Yes, I, that's the the harder we have do. to fight, the closer we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and, but this is healing. Um, this doesn't feel um, like you say this, a lot of films that are dealing with subject matter like this, they, they don't, they feel like homework sometimes where you have this, this never feels like a lecture because you're telling this from the point of view of the person who's left with this afterwards, the yes. aftermath. It's not about the actual incident itself. It's not about us as a society. It is, but because it's told through the lens and point of view of one person's memory of two people's memory of this, it becomes more, it's empathetic in that way, in the yes. way that other films might not be, if that makes sense. Absolutely. That, that completely makes sense. I was, you know, this was never supposed to be a, a film that I was trying to push some sort of agenda. Like you, you, you know, the story, you know, right from wrong, you know what happened. And I just wanted to recenter the voices of Ty and Shanice because Shanice was 14 years old when this happened and Ty was 15. And what does that mean for two young black girls to experience this death, to never, you know, really have the space to talk about that. Um, and, and their narrative and their memory of it is so important. You know, they were so, they were extremely close to Latasha. And I think when you really pinpoint the, the truth of a story, it becomes universal. I didn't have to try to make people understand, you know, white supremacy or the tensions between blacks and Koreans within the community to understand what happened. I just wanted Latasha to live in her fullness that her story was so much beyond those final moments. And we, as the audience, it is now our job to, to confront that. It is our job to, to work to dismantle these unjust systems, these um, abusive power imbalances within society. Today's episode of the following films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. So after the conversation I had about uh, this film, I decided to go to Bookman's and look for a transformative film, a film that maybe changed the way we think about things, the way that we see things, uh, because I think that that's possibly one of the outcomes of this particular short documentary, that it could affect the way that we heal and the way that we um, view race relations in this country. It's something that can help us, and so I think it's a very important film. So I was thinking of something that... Um, maybe has transformed society in a similar way before. Um, and while it's not a direct one-to-one -one comparison, um, when I walked in, I went into the 4K Blu-rays and I came across a copy of 2001. And that is definitely a film that transformed the way that we thought about space travel. Because prior to that film, um, <laughs> if you look at the um, movies from the 1950s or even 40s, uh, the serials and stuff like that. The, it was Flash Gordon, and it was this totally um, campy version of space travel. And in fact, there were several things that um, researchers, developers saw in 2001 that they were inspired by that they made a reality based on that. And so it's still having that impact today that the way that we view space is through that lens, you know, from, God, what is it now, over 50 years ago? Um, and, and that's something that's really remarkable and something that speaks to the power of film. And it, this particular edition of it is unlike any other version I've, I had seen before because it was just an absolutely flawless print. The sound was amazing on it. And this is definitely one that you should check out. If you have a 4K Blu-ray player, um, seek out a copy of 2001 because uh, it's definitely worth your time. 
All right, I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks, and thank you to Bookman's for sponsoring it. They have your cool covered. There's a specific moment in the film that I think calls that out. Um, when you go through this, the, the way the story's framed is very chaotic in nature, but when she's coming to the other side and there's this idea of thinking of what Latasha would have been at this point and she's on the beach and the film slows down mm-hmm. and it's very quiet and beautiful and peaceful. And it feels like that's her coming to the other side and sort of owning this part of herself that she's never been able to really fully express. Is that kind of the idea of that slowing down to that point as well? Yeah, I wanted us to finally just sit with who these two girls are. You know, they've grown into mothers. They've grown into women with their own goals and aspirations that are still working to, um, you know, to to make sure that they are. Wow, I don't remember how to speak anymore. (laughs) Sorry, I've been talking all day and I forgot how to use the human language. Um, I just wanted to remind people that these two girls grew up to be women, grew up to be mothers, and that they are still focused to continue this fight, to continue the work. And so I did want it to be slow and meditative. I wanted you to just sit with who they are now. And it's also a nice, you know, a nice bookend. We see this young girl at the, at, in front of the ocean at the very beginning, and then we see Ty at the ocean at the end. And that was not intentional. When I was towards filming the end of the, of a love song for Latasha, I was asking Ty, where do you go to feel most at peace? And she said the beach. And I had filmed Mm. that beach imagery maybe two years before this. And so it it just felt like everything was in alignment. The the entire way Latasha had helped move us through this film and navigate us. Um, But I do want to say that at the end of the film, Ty mentions if Latasha were still here, she would have her degree in Ty is actually in school completing her degree in criminal justice. Ty and Shanice are creating their own nonprofit to have in South Central. And the playground where Latasha, Ty, and Shanice used to play is going to be renamed Latasha Harlan's Playground. Uh, this oh, wow. April. So it's really, it's really beautiful. Um, and yeah, I wanted people to just sit with these are the women. They've never, they haven't been destroyed by this, you know. They carry it with them. It's something they'll never forget, but they are still moving forward in their life and their direction, holding Latasha close to them. Well, and I can't imagine that what this is like, you're going through a day of interviews like this and you've gone through these same questions over and over again. And it's got to be at some point. And I would normally think like, okay, the next thing is a romantic comedy. The next thing is going to be this. But then I look through your, your photography and, uh, there was one image you have, I think it's called rapture or resurrection. Oh, the rap- um, Yes. And no, don't, don't do what I would do. Please keep, because the, that, that imagery, if you're telling films with just a single photograph. So, and if the, that's where your mindset is, I hope you continue down this pathway because oh, there's thank some you. beautiful work there. Thank you so much. Um, that series, that's a self-portrait series. I started the yeah. same year. I began uh, working on a love song for Latasha. Uh, it's Dreaming Gave Us Wings, and it's one that I revisit every time I need to come back to my come back to life, feel inspired, uh, you know, take a little bit of a breather for myself. Um, but I am excited about dark comedies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I love Excellent. dark comedies. But yeah, Good. I'm going to spend some time with uh, photography, with my photography it, for a bit. Well, yeah, because there's... Um... <laughs> There's this, the thing that really is special about your photography is that it evokes this emotion. And then there's almost like a magic trick element to it afterwards. We're like, how the hell did she do that? 
So how did you, like, you're wondering how you pulled up. And I don't want to know because <laughs> when I started taking makeup and when I was in film school and, you know, back when I used to actually try to do these things, it killed a lot of the magic. And I don't want to yeah. know what's going on behind <laughs> the curtain there because <laughs> I have a feeling it would be something that I would look at it and I couldn't unsee. And I don't want that for that. I still yeah. want it to be that hidden thing. I always tell people I'm just flying. I always tell <laughs> <them>. <laughs> And so the... In that vein, because some as somebody that hasn't made a film in 20 years now, wow. I still, every once in a while, I practice my Oscar speech when I'm in the shower. I go through that thing. Um, what's that like wrapping that around your head? I know this is the most pedantic bullshit question in the world, but it's just the idea of getting like your head around that it has to be surreal, I would imagine. It is. For the first week, I had to keep asking my producer, Janice Duncan. I was like, this really happened. This wasn't a dream. I kept getting, I kept being afraid that if I went to sleep, I'd wake up. Um, and I think the thing that I'm most excited about is that we're, we're taking Ty and Shanice to the Oscars and I oh, wow. just want them to feel so celebrated. I want them to see how Latasha will never be erased, never be forgotten, that people are moved, deeply moved by her story. And the other thing that inspires me with this news is just what it means for other Black women filmmakers, what it means for other Black girls who maybe felt like their stories weren't worthy, but that they should be, you know, telling their stories. They should be reclaiming their, their narrative and excavating their own um, archive and memories and just, just wanting Black women and Black girls to, to feel held and inspired by this, by this moment. I, I well, I'm still letting it wrap around my head. Yeah, no. I, and I, we need other stories. We need to, we need that insight. We need to be able to see what's beyond us. There's enough straight white dudes being, I, I know that experience. I have a pretty good grasp on it, yeah. but I don't know everyone else's experience. So I need to have that insight. And I thank you for that. I mean, this film and test pattern, I'm not sure if you've seen that. or I've been uh, wanting to see test pattern. The, the two of my favorite films Gosh. of the year for okay. very similar reasons. So if you get oh. a chance to check that one out, but definitely put it up there. Yes. Yes. I just Googled it to make sure Yeah, <laughs> I've been really wanting to see this. It's very good. And just a kind of last question, dark comedy. What would be, if you were going to make one, what would it be in the vein of what would be your dark comedy high watermark? Uh, it would definitely be a black woman moving through this chaotic life and <laughs> all the ways in which we have to laugh. Yes. <laughs> Understood. Yeah, it's yeah. a black a black queer woman, I should say. A black queer woman. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, not unlike the um I've never been to a funeral where I haven't mm. laughed. I'm assuming that 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 this experience of being a black queer woman in this country at this point in time, you have to have thick skin and a good sense of humor. You have to laugh, you have to cry, you have to ignore. <laughs> yes. Multi <laughs> multi-talented. <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah. we're out of time. So thank you. I, I could literally do this all day. Uh, so this was you. such a, this was really such a pleasure, Christopher. And I, please let me say, I love hearing the kids in the background. It made me really happy. I hope they don't oh, get in trouble. No, it's, it's, that's one of the things it's um, that I kind of love about it right now that the kids are here. I yeah. am not working at an office far away and they're always just right on the other side of the door and they're playing. And it's so wonderful it to hear anybody, them playing. It made me yeah. just feel relaxed and that, that's yeah. the effect it has on me. So yes. if, if there's, I can't imagine my house when there's not kids playing, that's kind of a scary thought. So yeah, it was wonderful. I loved it. The perfect uh, score for the background. <laughs> perfect. 
<laughs> thank you so much for taking time. Thank you Best so much. And thank I'm you. Pulling, Such a I, pleasure. I'm pulling for you. So know thank that you. I know there's a lot of people that will be too, but you do have one guy in Marana, Arizona, out in the middle of nowhere, um, in a place that's as red as it gets, that's pulling for you. So thank I you. you know I that. appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right, take care. All right. Have bye. Have a good bye. day. Bye.